when we look in the scriptures and think about hearing from God, virtually from the beginning to the end, from Genesis to Revelation, people are always are always hearing from God. It's part of the it's just it's just part of the scriptures. They hear very specifically, and even in the New Testament, when there are scriptures to be accessed, they are still hearing very specific words from God. It's actually hard to find a book of the Bible where people are not hearing from God. It may not be specifically stated in books like Esther, but it seems pretty clear that God was guiding those events. We get to the book of Revelation, and John is recording all kinds of things. He's hearing, he's seeing, even to the point where, at one point, um, the angel says, don't write that down. Very specific instructions. So we want to be, if this is available the way I see it, if this is available, I want to tune my receiver to be able to be able to hear. Let's look at a few scriptures just to set the set the tone and to convince ourselves that actually not only does God want this, I would say he even expects it. Starting in John chapter 10 verse 3 through 5. To him the gatekeeper opens the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Sheep hear his voice, calls them by name, he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, for they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So we're going to be looking at hearing from God. We're also going to notice that there are going to be strangers' voices that are going to try to get you to follow them. And it's up to us, with the guidance of God, to determine what is and what isn't. A lot of people like to just study the occult or study evil I don't find that necessary. I don't even think it's wise. When someone is learning to identify a counterfeit dollar bill, they spend very little time studying counterfeit dollar bills. They spend all of their time studying the original so that they can recognize a counterfeit as soon as they see it. They may have tests on counterfeits, but most of their time is studying every aspect of the original. And so we're going to spend our time studying the original, knowing God, knowing the kinds of things he would say. And if we're in doubt, we go to people that have a walk with God, that have fruit from their life, from their walk with God, and we trust them to help us. Is this word I'm hearing from God? Because one of the fears that people have 
is that they're going to make a mistake. They're going to be led astray. Jesus obviously doesn't seem so worried about that. He says we're going to hear his voice and it's not going to be a problem. You're going to follow him. For John 10, 27 through 30, I'm reading in the ESV. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Again, sheep hearing his voice. John 16, verse 12 through 15. Jesus is talking to his disciples just before he is going to, to the cross. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So Jesus breathes on his disciples. They have Pentecost. Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit lives in us and declares to us the words of Jesus, also doesn't want us to be deceived. First Corinthians 6.17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Maybe you didn't realize that. But your spirit... And the Spirit of Jesus, if you are his follower, if you believe in him, it's the same. That is news to a lot of people. You share a spirit with Jesus. I believe there's a body, a soul, and a spirit. You are not just spirit, and that's why sometimes it's difficult to identify the voice that's speaking to you, because we get voices speaking through our soul. And the soul is often the mind, the will, and the emotions. I'm going to write that on the board. So when you talk about the soul, mind, will, emotions. We hear a lot through our mind, our will, and our emotions, our, our logic center, the mind. We hear a lot through our will, what we want to happen, what we want to be true. I want the girl to like me. I want the man to like me. I want the job. I want this investment to turn out, to work out. And so we have a lot of advertisements and people focusing on trying to influence our mind, our will, and our emotions. I don't think I'm the only one that gets those emails that say, last chance, last chance, this offer is expiring. What are they trying to do? They know that if they can put some pressure on you, you will make decisions because of F-O-M-O, -O, FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out drives a lot of us. We are so worried that that, that investment, if I just put a little money here, that's going to be... And people obviously take a lot of money from people. They take a lot of money from doctors, actually, because we uh, classically invest in things that don't go anywhere. And they appeal to our mind, will, and emotions. 
You don't want to miss out on this. And we're very, very busy. So they love to talk us into all kinds of property, beachfront properties in Arizona and all kinds of things. Okay. So we're looking at the soul. We're looking at, but we are a three-part person, right? Body, soul, and spirit. So the spirit, our spirit now, becomes one with Jesus. And that is powerful. Soul, spirit, and then we have, of course, the body. Separating these is difficult because the soul, we are typically used to feeling. You feel, you know when you have a good idea, you've read the way things are supposed to work. You know what you want to happen here, and your emotions typically tell you also the way things should go, maybe with fear, maybe with joy. We have a hard time feeling our spirit. Spirit typically is something that, that most people don't feel. You may get some overflow from the spirit to the soul, and that's where you feel things typically, but a lot of people don't have a lot of spiritual sensitivity. In our Western culture, unlike other cultures, we often don't, we say we don't need it. We go to doctors, we have everything insured, we basically don't really need the spiritual that much except for salvation. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think we have, there's a lot of, of power that has, that most of us have left untapped. Isaiah 30, 21 is one of my favorite verses. And this is the way it reads. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or to the left, this is talking about God wanting to guide us. So what are our fears about listening to God? We're, we have fears that I'm going to listen and he's not going to speak to me. Nothing's going to happen. I just want to pause right now. Those of you, if you've come, if you're listening to me, you're interested in hearing from God. So if, if this is one of your concerns, if it's one of your fears, I'm going to pause for a moment. I want you to talk to God about it. We've just read some verses that are very clear that say God wants you to hear his voice. I believe all of us probably have heard the voice of God. Maybe some of us then would quickly rationalize it saying coincidence or that's what I was going to do anyway or something. I believe most of us have heard the voice of God. We might call it our gut instinct or our own thought. We just thought of something. It was a spontaneous thought that came to us. But we're going to be more focused on it because we want to develop this skill. Listening to God's voice is like listening, learning a new language, basically. We have to tune our senses to that language. Could also be there are things that we're doing that may obstruct or inhibit the voice of God. But if you want to hear the voice of God, if you're not sure you've heard it, or if you believe nothing's going to happen, or you might be misled, I want to give you a minute right now to confess that before the Lord, 
to tell him, I am here because I want to hear your voice, or I want to hear it to a greater extent, or I'm scared about this. You've said your sheep hear your voice, and I would know your voice, and I would know the voice of a stranger. And so given your word, I'm coming to you now. I'm available. Speak to me. So I'm going to give you a minute just to say those words with the Lord on your own. Some of the exercises we're going to do is going to be an interactive writing exercise. The spirit does affect the soul. We want, we want the soul to be renewed. When we, when we come to Christ, our spirit is one with Christ. But our habits often don't change immediately which surprises a lot of people. If I'm a new creation, I'm a new creature, as the Bible says, why have my habits not changed? Why am I the same? Why do I still struggle with these things? Well, your spirit is 100% new. It's actually the same spirit that Jesus has. But your soul has, which is under your control, is initially unchanged. And so that has to be renewed. As we renew our mind with the words that God says, that will help to change our souls. And hopefully, most of us, the things that we think, the things that we want, and the emotions we feel have matured since we've been in a relationship with Jesus, since we've known Christ. That is the plan of God, that these, these should be, through studying the scriptures, through looking at what God wants, and through our relationship with him, we become more like him. So our soul changes. The soul directly influences the body. And this has to do with, with things in the scripture saying laughter is good like a medicine. Also that envy rots the bones. A lot of this is our soul affecting our body. And we can talk more about that. All right, let's start the first exercise because what I want is really some interaction here. Let's start it with gratitude. Uh, and what I suggest is to maybe things that you have taken for granted, eyesight, hearing, if, and if there's something in your life that recently has started hurting you, bothering you, or that you've lost, your eyesight is not as good, your hearing is not as good, you're, you've got pain in your leg, I want you to take time and I want you to thank God for all of the years you had good use of whatever that is that's hurting you now. I want to, we typically like to complain of what we don't have, but we've never actually given thanks for all of the goodness that we have. We've taken it for granted. And since we want to hear from God, we want to put ourselves in a posture of awe, of wonder, of, of praise and worship. So I'm going to give you maybe two, two minutes. Go ahead and write. All right, I'm going to stop you there because we're going to continue this, but we're going to change it up just a little bit. We're going to do something called interactive gratitude. I want you to look at your list or go back through the things that you were thankful for. Behind each of those things or under each thing, 
I want you now to say, God, how do you see that item in my life? Because any relationship, someone says, that's a nice jacket. And I say, thank you. My wife bought it for me. There's usually a response. So what we're trying to do is to listen for God's response to your gratitude. This is foreign to a lot of people. They're not, they're just used to God sort of being, we just send our prayers up and we're, we're, we're not, we're assuming that Thanksgiving just goes in the Thanksgiving pile up there. What if God is a good father? And when you recognize your gift of your eyesight, your gift of being able to walk, uh, your gift of a home, whatever you're thanking God for, that he actually, like a good father, has a comment on that. And that's what we're listening for now. It also matters that Jesus goes to quite some lengths to say, I am in you and you are in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you and I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. It gets actually, he says things so much, it's a bit confusing. Who's, who's in who? Exactly. Exactly. So if Jesus is in you and he is in the Father and the Holy Spirit is also in you, we just read, what if they are actually looking out through your eyes? God is omnipresent. What if God is actually looking out, seeing the things that you're seeing? So he says he knows your thoughts. So as you're thanking him, he's in you. Most of us are used to talking to a God who's way up there and fairly distant and is pretty busy. Doesn't want a lot of interaction because he's so busy and only wants to hear about important things. What does Jesus say? You can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you become like a child. What do children do? They're free when they talk. They're free when they, they're happy. They're free when they're sad. They communicate. They have faith that is not affected by what people are supposed to think. I'm going to give you a few minutes now Maybe about five, because this is a skill. When you're listening to God, you're listening for a spontaneous thought that you have. Because God is in you, his thoughts are going to sound a lot like your own. But maybe you haven't thought about that. Just write it down. Just write it down. Assume that the thought you're having is going to be God's thought. And the way we differentiate them is we look... Does it go against the scripture? Is anything you're hearing going against the scripture? Does it sound like something God would say? And if there's a question, we can ask someone later. But let's just, let's just assume Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Let's assume you're able to do that. And let's start with gratitude. You give thanks. And then you say, you wait and you listen for a thought of yours in response to that item you're thanking him for. Let me give you about five minutes on this because I want you to have time with your thoughts. 
If you get stuck, go back, just go back to the gratitude. Just keep finding things to thank him for and cultivating an attitude of gratitude. So we're listening for God's response. God's response is very personal to me. It doesn't it's, It lines up with, with Scripture. And it improves our relationship. He is enjoying teaching through me, through my spirit. So that's what we're looking for, for you to develop. Most of us who are what we call left brain, we're very logical. We've had logical careers. We're used to the material world, dealing with, in my case, x-rays, lab results, very material items, shifting to the spiritual is not so easy. It takes some training. So give yourself grace with this. It's a learning process. And what you're going to learn in here, you're going to go out with, and all week we're going to have a bit of a lab session, a field trip. You're going to see how you can hear God this week. Well, let's talk about some blocks, some reasons people don't hear from God. I think what sin does is it actually allows the enemy, it allows the enemy of God to come in and disrupt your thoughts. Because you have one spirit with Jesus, he's always speaking to you. At this time, the Holy Spirit it lives within you. And if not, you need to make that right. It also stops the evil one from using disobedience to attack you. There is a spiritual battle, and this is happening in the spiritual realm. So if you're in bitterness, anger, envy, any of those things happening in your life, um, basically just confess it in God. Says, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 so we can spend a moment if there's anything on your on your heart that may uh, that comes to mind. The Holy Spirit wants you to hear from God, so He will bring things to mind, saying, "What? Well, just just confess that, just get rid of that." You you want to hear from God. You don't want anything standing potentially between you and the ability to hear from God. Confession seems to help lift that and allow that block to be removed. I'll give you a, a few minutes from that for that. And then let's just continue with this interactive gratitude exercise to see if there are some more things you can add. From the beginning to the end, every book in the Bible, somebody's hearing from God. It's part of, it's just part of life in the spirit. It's part of life with God. And when Jesus shows up, he's sounding like He's hearing from God all the time. I do nothing that my father's not telling me. I do nothing without that my father's not doing. He's actually seeing things his father's doing. This is available as part of our human framework. Can it be accessed by the kingdom of evil? Absolutely. If you are so afraid of it, being deceived, 
and many people have been, they say, I, I would rather just not deal with being deceived or being led astray, so I'm just going to let this go. I believe you're letting go a very big part of spiritual life that God intended for us. Part of it is if, if there's a problem, you may need to go ask somebody. This is what I heard. Again, the mind, will, and emotions, the soul is very, very powerful. And we all know people who have very powerful souls. Very, uh, they're very pushy. They're very manipulative. They get what they want. So when they start to try to listen to God or to anyone else, they're going to try to manipulate you to give them what they want. Of course, they're going to try that with God. I guess the thing is we have to just ask ourselves, is this, is it, is it something available? Is it something I want? Is it something that Jesus wants me to have? Okay, so let's, let's just go to a scripture, uh, John 15, 5. What I want to do is listen. We're going to read this scripture. I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to listen and see if any message comes to you from God through this scripture. John 15, 5, I am the vine, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you to listen and see if God tells you anything about that verse. About yourself, your relationship to him, perhaps something that you need. Some of you, you can ask God now, God, why... Why am I struggling to hear from you? Why is this a problem for me? Why have I struggled with this? Some of us are actually angry with God. We've been angry since something in our life happened years ago. Not been the same. You used to, you used to be very excited about things of God, but something has happened, and you've got a bit of a chip on your shoulder, and now you're waiting for God to prove to you that he loves you. Understandable. But I want to try to set those things aside for an hour. At least notice them and come back to that in your time this week and see if we can get that cleared up. God proved that he loved you and that he loved me when he sent his son Jesus to die for us. For many of us, that's such a cliche. We say, well, what's he done lately? We, 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 it doesn't mean much to us anymore. It's just something we've studied. It's something that's been, been done. I promise you, still very, very valuable, still amazing. Jesus, God in human form, comes down, dies on a cross, but then he rises, the resurrection, so that we can have this relationship with God and we can actually hear from him, communicate with him. He comes out of the grave and he says to the disciples, I'm going to my father and your father. That's a clue. You can hear from him. So that's what we want. Uh, so I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to give you just another few minutes. I want you to listen to see if there's any new insights that you get 
It's going to seem like a spontaneous thought. It's going to seem like your own thought, but it's something you have not thought of before. It's new. It's fresh. Maybe a bit of a surprise. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Father, what does that verse mean? And I just say, any voices of the enemy will not be heard. Your voice will be heard by your sheep, by your flock, in Jesus' name. If you still struggle with hearing from God, the gratitude, interactive gratitude, and then uh, worship music, entering into worship and praise, essentially this is a relationship, and we're trying to do things that will strengthen the relationship so that you are going to be able to recognize and then trust the words that you're hearing. And sometimes we need to actually just give God the benefit of the doubt. If that lines up with something that he would say, then you say, God, I'm going to believe that that's you. We're going to step out a bit, being childlike, because that's the kind of father we have. And many of us who have educations are very afraid of being childlike, being gullible, having people say that we believe things that we can't see, that we can't prove. And if you're going to develop this skill, and it is a skill, it's going to take some work. We're going to have to shift around a bit, but it takes a, we have to want it, vision, and then some intention, some practice. So this week, I will bless you to try to set some time aside, five minutes or three minutes that I'm giving you. It's probably not adequate to for people who have not heard from God to suddenly say, oh, yes, he's speaking to me. So, Father, I thank you for everyone who's come today. We thank you for those who have heard, and we even thank you for those who have struggled and are not sure they heard from you today. We know from your scripture that you are speaking, and you love to communicate with your children, with your sheep, with your beloved. We are all your beloved children, and you are a good, good father. Thank you for what you've done and what you will do this week. In Jesus' name, amen.